Hashtag SFMBTH. It is time for the interview and our focus is going to be on getting political reaction from uh, different uh, political parties represented in Parliament. And this is following the Constitutional Court judgment. So let's get political reaction to today's Constitutional ruling that um, Constitutional Court ruling that uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa acted rationally when he suspended uh, Public Protector Advocate Busisu Mkwebani. President Cyril Ramaphosa suspended Mkwebani in June 2022, just two days after Mkwebani informed him that um, she was investigating the Parapara matter. The Constitutional Court upheld the suspension and dismissed her application to hold the Section 194 inquiry into a fitness to hold office. We're now joined by Glennis Breitenbach and a bit, a bit later on we'll speak uh, to Zamanjona from the ATM as well as UDM leader Bantu Holomis. Unfortunately, we're struggling to get a hold of the ANC. So starting off with Glennis Breitenbach. Glennis, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Um, the DA's take on the court judgment, of course, um, this is something that you were seeking. Yes, absolutely. Good afternoon and good afternoon to everybody. Um, we're delighted with the with the judgment and um, the constitutional court uh, decision to uphold the suspension uh, is, is, a, is a, a victory for us. We uh, we oppose the, the high court uh, applica- uh, decision setting it aside. Uh, the suspension, in our view, is absolutely necessary to protect the office of the public protector while the uh, Committee for Section 194 Inquiry completes its investigation. And really, we encourage uh, Ms. Mkribani to stop uh, pursuing legal action to delay the inquiry now and uh, instead cooperate with it and, and get this uh, chapter to a close. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to that part now. Now, um, in your in your application to the uh, to the Constitutional Court, one of the proposals that the DA had put forward as a remedy as well is that if the court does find um, that the president acted unlawfully, that the deputy president should take the decision, and um, that decision should be taken within within thirty days or something. Or, or yeah, within thirty days. So going forward, because we're still going to have other presidents and we're still going to have other public protectors who are going to perhaps even investigate a president, how do we deal with the possibility of a conflict of interest um, when the president is faced with a situation where um, there are complaints against a sitting public protector and that public protector is investigating him? Yeah, look, it's a difficult situation and a conflict of interest is always a difficult situation. Um, uh, the 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 idea of recusing oneself is not, in fact, whether you're conflicted or not, but whether there's a, a reasonable perception that you may be conflicted. And so, when when that uh, perception is justified, it's always better to err on the side of being conservative, and uh, and to not uh, involve oneself in that type of decision, uh, and to let uh, a, a, another person who is who is equally uh, has the equal authority to make such a decision. So it may well have been uh, better for the deputy president to have taken this decision. Uh, and going forward, I think, uh, bearing in mind that this judgment is now there and the constitutional court has threshed out these issues, um, it may well be um, that, that people pay more attention to it. So the office of the presidency in future, I think, will pay closer attention to whether or not there's a perception that the president may be conflicted and and take that into account before uh, such decisions are made. What do you think this ju- this judgment specifically, but also um, the various other judgments now against the uh, public protector advocate Tabusi Suem um does to her credibility? Well, 
uh, sadly, uh, because it's not good for the country and it's not good for the, the office of the public sector and it's not good for a chapter line institution, but sadly, uh, uh, Mr. Kibani has no credibility left. Um, you'll, you'll recall that at her appointment, the DA opposed her appointment for a variety of reasons. Uh, we were shouted down then. Uh, as it turns out, we were correct. And uh, she's done nothing in her term of office um, to change our mind. And she has uh, gone from one, moved from one poor legally based decision to the next. Um, her, her term of office has been a debacle and, and uh, in our view, she has no credibility left. Um, and what about um, Advocate Galeka? Because um, the DA also raised concerns with, when she was appointed as the Deputy Public Protector. And here, um, I just quickly want to read this part of the Constitutional Court judgment. It says that the acting Public Protector who has not been sh- who has not been shown to be incompetent um, or lack independence continued with the investigation diligently and insisted on uh, the response to the 31 questions posed by the Public Protector to the President. Uh, has your view as the Democratic Alliance changed on Advocate Galega? Uh, we did oppose her appointment also for a variety of what we uh, viewed as good reasons then. Um, her term of office has not been marred with controversy. She has, by all accounts, uh, conducted herself professionally and in most instances uh, done what must be perceived as a good job. Uh, bearing in mind that she's the deputy public protector and the acting public protector, it remains to be seen uh, what uh, she would do if she was the, the de facto public protector. Uh, but she has certainly done nothing that uh, that causes us uh, to criticize her unduly or, or causes undue concern at this point in time. Um, she has conducted herself in a fashion that can only be described as professional. Okay. A final one. Um, you just touched now on the Section 194 um, inquiry. We see that the, the public protector, suspended public protector, has now made an application for the recusal of the chairperson, Genki, based on the allegations that she's made around, um, the, um, around the bribery soliciting, apparently or allegedly, uh, um, that was made by Tina Jumat-Peterson, who has now passed on. What do you make of this new development? Yeah, she's done everything she can to uh, to stall the proceedings. She's done everything she can to throw a spanner in the work. She's done everything she can to cause postponement and drag the thing out for as long as is possible because, of course, she wants to reach the end of her tenure and get the big payout. Um, it's the easiest thing in the world to conjure up allegations of uh, of, of corruption and then use those, in those allegations that you yourself have conjured up. Uh, to uh, offer the recusal of the chairperson. By all accounts, um, uh, Mr. Janke has been doing uh, what can only be viewed as a, as a good job. I think he's conducted himself very well under difficult circumstances. Um, these allegations are nothing more than allegations, and they are not terribly rational allegations at that. So, you know, I, I view it as a very jaundiced eye. Thank you so much for your time. That's the DA's Glennis Breitenbach. 0614-104-107. You can also drop me a tweet at Aldrin Simpier. You are listening to Aldrin Simpier on SAFM. And uh, now let's speak to the ATM. The ATM spokesperson, Zaman John, are now joining us on the line. Zaman, just heard what uh, Glennis Breitenbach had to say there. Um, they, of course, welcome this judgment. Um, but what do you make of the finding of the court? And do you believe, as someone else had pointed out here, um, that 
Um, essentially, what the ATM is doing here is that the ATM is actually attacking the courts. Well, the African transformation movement, when looking at this, we we are not attacking. I do not believe that freedom of speech could be tantamount to an attack on the courts. But we have remember that on matters around this, we have been complainants and therefore we have a view. So when we raise our view, it can't be equated to we are attacking the courts. The point we are raising is this one. Uh, when the court says the president is a retaliatory and the president uh, acted in a manner that was not presidential, so to speak, it is from this premise. When we lodged the complaint, we made use of section three, subsection two of the Executive Members Ethics Act, which says in 30 days, we are, expect, we are expectant in line with the laws of this country that you give us a preliminary finding. And when you look at the 31 questions, the public protector also raises this issue to the president. President, that section three, subsection two of the Executive Members Ethics Act, as also quoted by the complainant, requires me to respond within these 30 days. Now, also taking to cognizance that this was not the first encounter between the two. You have had the CR 17 statements, you have had the audio leaks. By this time, it was around about the third time or so, these two were having an encounter. Now, two days after, the president decides that enough is enough. Let me now do what needs to be done. Whether you say it is inferred or people are drawing the lines, but you can't close your eyes to this reality. You can't close your eyes to this build up. You can't close your eyes on a deadline that was clearly coming very fast. So a suspension of the public protector disturbs what actually transpires in the Chapter 9 institution and what follows after that, we know we had, uh, uh, we had extensions after extensions to a point that everybody else was pointed a finger on except for the president. So this thing by the Constitutional Court that there was no benefit to the president, there was no interest, he, he, he was not worrying the situation, he was outside the situation, he had forgotten about what happened before and, and, and was only in the moment and speaking between him of a Chapter 9 institution, it cannot be entirely true. Well, the court says that in coming to this conclusion, I've considered the report of the independent panel chaired by Justice Ngabinde, which found that there was a prima facie evidence on of incompetence of the public protector's part based on a number of repeated instances, including that it described as overreaching, as exceeding the bounds of her powers in terms of the constitution. So based on that also, um, and also the questions that were rather the intention to suspend by the president was sent to the public protector in March already. Um, so the court came to the conclusion that, that you can't then conclude that the president acted irrationally. Or was biased. How many cases? I, I hear you, but a bigger scale, bigger scale. 56,000 finalized cases by the public protector and seven cases in question that were not successfully defended. That's a 98% success rate. Now, when you say on cases, seven cases, 
duties. You question the whole ability and fitness to hold office of a public protector. What is what are your bases in the grand scale? You can't say what what the the the, the justice cannot say what he's saying. That the, the public protector also blesses the ministry with three clean audits. First ones after 25 years of the establishment of the so when you are holding a fitness to hold office when an individual has actually uh, uh, has a success rate of 98 percent and on the basis of the few cases that the individual has lost you then say it is the absolute reflection of a correct yeah. one more take take the judgment of the western cape high court that has been overturned right now are those judges incompetent Mm. It can't be that on the basis of a few cases that an individual has lost, it is a holistic impression and a total impression on the ability of the individual to perform a task. It is from that premise of the African transformation movement that we have maintained the narrative that this is beginning to look like a directed attack which always ends yeah. with the public protector paying from her p- pocket. And uh, 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 just a final one in conclusion, Azama, is that the court says that there wasn't a delay in the investigation. Some people could argue, or perhaps even the ATM may argue, that um, actually there was a delay in the investigation, considering uh, with the, refer- the reference that you just made now to the Executive Members Ethic- Ethics Act and also what the Public Protectors Act requires of uh, the public protector to investigate um, the code of ethics within 30 days, any breach of the code of ethics within 30 days. Do you think that there should be an amendment to this particular legislation? Because this is not the first time that um, a public protector takes longer than the 30 days that is required to investigate a member of the executive. And also on the other part, um, I understand from the Public Protectors Act as well that the public protector would have to go to the president every time they require an extension for this of this 30 days. Especially in cases where the president is involved. Because the drafters of the Constitution, it seems like they did not foresee a situation of the number one statesman, an individual who had actually taken an oath to protect society, being the one uh, uh, implicated in such scandals. So in the light of that, maybe we have to review actually have an honest conversation because uh, it is okay. not the first time that we have had the number ones in this country being uh, uh, found in a hashtag SFMBTH It's 23 minutes after 5 o'clock. We're still focusing on a reaction from political parties to the Constitutional Court judgment that was handed down um, earlier on today, which uh, essentially found that the president acted rationally and lawfully when he suspended the public protector advocate Busisu M. Kwebani and with that judgment also setting aside the order by the Constitution, sorry, by the Western Cape High Court, which found that the president acted irrationally when he took that decision and that the president was conflicted. Let's speak to UDM President Dabantu Olomisa. They've also um, submitted um, arguments in court on why they believe that the president acted unlawfully. Um, Bantu Olomisa now joining us on the line. General, good afternoon. Thank you so much for your time. What do you make of this judgment? The United Democratic Movement uh, noted the judgment by the Concord. Uh, of 
cause is gonna create a a, a lot of debate issue. Uh, if you want uh, compares it with what is happening in, with the public protector, for instance, nobody is uh, going to say that the three judges of the Western Cape must be impeached or pay personal cost just because their judgment was wrong in law. So there is a big, big, big work to be done by Parliament as from next year as to how do you deal with the Chapter 9 institutions? How do you deal with the judges which have uh, not pulled their socks or deemed to have uh, violated or or didn't do their work? So it's, it's, it's a quite an interesting setup, but we would, let's enjoy the law developing the law, development of the law yeah. in South Africa. Does part of that development of the law also means um, clearer uh, definition of what conflict of interest is and also whether or not it should materialize for it to be considered um, a conflict? It has to be uh, defined properly. Although you will find that when you go to the private sector, uh, they have got uh, uh, stricter rules and, and regulations when it comes to uh, understanding the meaning of the word conflict of interest. But I think we need to bring it closer uh, to us now because we have this three tire setup of government. So seemingly some leaders appear to be insulated from that word, a conflict of interest. There, there would be a need to unpack that. Yeah. Um, and then finally, also going into the interviews of uh, the next public protector, what type of public protector does the UDM believe South Africa deserves? Well, you need uh, a public protector which is going to treat everybody equally. We are not in a game of... Uh, applying a selective amnesia principle when it comes to that office. So that office needs to uh, be treating everybody equally. So you will also recall that the courts, uh, if I can uh, refer to the recent setup, the courts said that Zuma couldn't appoint the chair of the State Capture Commission. Yes. And was told to delegate precisely because of the fear that he was conflicted. It's the same argument which is being advanced now by the public protector to say, no, realistically, we cannot expect that a Yankee would chair that session given that he is being investigated on a serious criminal charge. So I, I, I think we need to depoliticize some of these things and stick to the rules and regulations. Yeah. Um, General, now that I still have you on the line, um, just your reaction now to the Constitutional Court judgment, another one this is, um, that has uh, dismissed that appeal by the Correctional Services uh, Commissioner on the finding by the SCA 
that former President Jacob Zuma essentially didn't complete his term in a prison when he was incarcerated. Um, what do you make of this decision by the court? Well, we have noted that decision. But let me share an experience with the Africans. In 1989, when I was in charge of Sky, there were NK cadres who were sentenced to death by the previous government of Transkei. But after we were approached by religious groupings in South Africa to say, please, let's put a moratorium on this until perhaps a new government in South Africa comes into place. We said to them, told the public, right, the judges have said their peace. They had sentenced these people, but now we are going to, we have taken a, we are taking a political decision to, to stop that, uh, the, to put a moratorium. It's the same thing here in South Africa. The judges have done their work, full stop, and nobody is going to question them and so on. The high apex court has taken a final decision. The ball now is on the side of the politicians. Any political decision taken by the government or by parliament of this country in the interest of Zuma's health and aligns Zuma's health, it will be a decision of the politicians, not judges. So we will not be interfering. They've done their work. That file is closed. But wouldn't that be undermining their judgment? No, 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 no. Because if the they SCA, for instance, work. says Uti, you, he you hasn't have, spent... You would, have, you would have undermined their judgment if you had interfered during the process of the case. But once they, they, they've sentenced him, Zuma, for instance, we can apply for a parole, hmm. presidential parole. That's political. Judges won't be involved in that. Okay. So, which that be your advice, that he... That he I, I, the think, I think if you, if, if you want to to handle this properly, recognize the work done by the judiciary. They've finished it. Now, this is a government, another tire of government. The, the, the political decision is needed. Okay, thank you so much for your time. UDM President uh, Bantu Holomisa, it's a minute after half past five.